1: You know, um, Alfred Liggins uh, emailed me or texted me yesterday and said, Hey, do you want to come on? Can I come on to talk about the casino? And we had Paul Goldman on. Uh, Was that last week? You know, Paul is so hostile to the casino, man. He is on fire against it. Filed lawsuits. Um, It has some personal issues, I think, with the people who were pushing it. So maybe on Monday, This week, I think, is the last week we're going to talk to candidates because I don't want to get into a situation where I allow someone to come on the air and then they throw a bomb, a verbal bomb on Monday. And then Election Day is Tuesday and you can't undo what has been said. So my entire broadcasting career, I've always kind of had the rule that we don't do um, candidates on Monday or Tuesday of Election Day. I think I'm going to stick with that, but maybe on Monday we can have Paul Goldman and Alfred Liggins, who is the you know CEO of Urban One, one of, the, one of the guys who's been pushing the casino this entire time. And I appreciate that Alfred comes on. I mean, he runs a competing radio network, and um, he knows probably that this audience isn't completely on board with the union jobs thing and, and just the gambling that it's almost right where it was 2 years ago. Yeah. So all this money and you wonder whether it's moved any of man, I don't, I don't think I'm being rude here, just the white people who have said no to the casino. It's all going to be about turnout because 2 years ago that election happened the when everybody was coming out to vote for governor. So Right, right. We'll we'll see. Turnout's going to be the key. I wonder if kind of behind the scenes the The religious community is weighing in on this. You've heard a little bit about the bingo crowd saying that it's going to that this would hurt their charitable fundraising efforts. But have I missed it? You think just the, the ministers who I maybe I'm old fashioned. I would just have expected them to say, no, I'm against gambling. I remember when I supported the lottery starting, my minister was very upset with me. I was only 18 years old. You know, it's really wrong of you, John. You just don't understand the devastation this will cause to poor people, and you haven't grown up around this, so it's wrong for you to be supportive of the state having the lottery. And I was like, it seems like it's fun to me. I'd like the chance to win a million dollars. And I think, you know, I think I was right. I still I don't have a problem with the lottery. But the casino thing, hmm. Yeah, I don't I'll tell you, politically, I think it's going to be a windfall for Democrats, and that gives me pause. You know, I don't want Lavar Stoney to call up his buddy and say, hey, I need money for my campaign, and then a failure Democrat leader suddenly is getting all this money to run their campaign and try to rehabilitate themselves when they haven't really accomplished it. That is a big issue to me, but I don't know that. I don't know that everybody else is going to vote on that. So, you know, maybe we'll talk about that on Monday so that the Richmond people who get to vote. um, I wish I got a vote on this, but but no, I was smart enough not to live in the city. Uh, I was smart enough to stay in the suburbs. Thank God I didn't get suckered into the whole yuppie thing of wanting to be in the fan. because I think that that would not have worked for me. The target on my back. Gay Republican? You kidding me? What what life must be like for the gay Republicans I know in the city of Richmond? All right, seven oh nine on this Wednesday morning. It's the first day of November, twenty twenty three. I'm John Reed, and glad you are with us here on News Radio WRVA. Speaking of the suburbs, uh, there are some really key races that are going to decide whether the General Assembly is run by the Democrats and the. Uh, the former drug dealer who will become the Democrat Speaker of the House of Delegates if the Democrats uh, take over the House, or whether we will continue with Speaker Todd Gilbert, the Republican, as the Speaker of the House. And in Chesterfield, Mark Early Jr. is in a race and figured we would check in with him and see how things are looking in these last few days before all the ballots are uh, counted mark i appreciate you coming on what what are you hearing how are you feeling headed into tuesday
2: good morning john thanks for having me on yeah of course Uh, we we're feeling uh fantastic and i know you know this you've probably been tracking all these races but in our area we're having massive early vote turnout Mm -hmm. and and it's interesting because um you know our race is not quite as um uh let's say exciting as some of the others where we have some very interesting candidates but um but uh (laughs) <laughs> we have been working really hard. Hint, hint, turnout.
1: nudge, nudge. I think I know what you're talking about in Enrico, but go ahead.
2: Yeah, there's some interesting <laughs> races around, but um, we're trying to keep it clean here in okay. Chesterfield. But, um, but we're having huge early turnout. Um, the 73rd district where I'm running, which is all of western Chesterfield, we're, we're uh, fluctuating between being like the sixth or the eighth highest of all 100 house seats, which is really interesting. And I think it's really for two reasons. I think number one you know, we and the governor have really been pushing conservatives to get out and secure their vote early. And I think they're listening. And number two, frankly, I think our message is resonating. And people are understanding that no matter where you are in Virginia, um, without being hyperbolic, this this November really is going to decide the future course for Virginia. Uh, people know what's at stake. They're, they're asking, will our communities be safe? Or are we going to bow to the far left call, saccaddle criminals? Uh, will our kids be given more educational opportunities? Or are we going to stay mired in the status quo, just throwing more money at the same old problems we've had forever? Are we going to cut taxes and allow small businesses to thrive? Or are we going to keep saddling people with more and more burdens? And are we going to stand up for kids and families and protect even the idea of the innocence of childhood? Or are we going to surrender uh, them to the out of control, you know, far left wing ideology? So people, I think, uh, are very clear-eyed about what's going on, which is why they're turning out in huge numbers. Um, we've already had over 8,500 people vote just in my House seat alone. So hmm. it's really um, it's really off the charts. And you, and you think those working. are
1: Republicans following the governor's lead, asking for the ballots in advance? Or?
2: I, I think a lot of them are. Now, most of our folks um, are coming out in person early as opposed to mail i see uh but but you know you never know for sure i mean you know all the campaign people look at this data on the back end and make their best guesses as to who's turning out and how they're voting and obviously we're not going to know till next tuesday but we're feeling really good about it i've been out at all the early voting locations because they open these libraries um and it feels really good on the ground Mm so um yeah, we're, we're just pushing forward here. We're feeling great. Right.
1: That's one of my questions. You know, all those years my father was running for house, I would go door knocking. Uh, you know, as my dad's running for the house. And some people really liked, oh, your son is out knocking doors. You probably did that when your dad was running, too. Um, and sometimes you, you talk to people and their eyes glaze over and they really don't have uh, something specific that's bothering them. They Generally, I found that people were appreciative to have someone uh, come ask them what they're thinking. You know, they don't get that very often without a, without a fight. Do, do, this year, are people, when you knock on the door, you have to be quiet and listen to them because they've got a long list of things they're mad about? Or what's the dynamic?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. It, of course, it depends person to person. But, um, you know, something I hear more than anything else, John, is I'll talk to folks and they'll, you know, they'll kind of sigh a little bit and they'll say something like, you know, Mark, it, it just feels like things are coming apart at the seams or mm. just things, it just feels like things are falling apart. Uh, more people than you can imagine say, I'm, I'm worried about my kids, I'm worried about my grandkids, worried about what kind of world or, or country we're going to leave them. And, you know, in a, in a very real and measurable way, they say that because. Uh, It's true in some ways. you, You know, there was this article that came out in the Wall Street Journal about six months ago that was tracking the values that Americans said were important to them. And over the last 25 years, a lot of things that we would consider core, basic, fundamental, shared values, things like faith, family, hard work, being involved in your community matters, patriotism is important, these sort of basic things the number of people who said that these were important to them, the number of Americans, mm-hmm. they really dropped off a cliff in the last 25 years. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what people mean when they say it feels like things are falling apart. Uh, because the question is, what's really going to tie us together? You, you know, this is, and that's not just about the next election. And, and frankly, that's a long-term project. But people understand that when the glue that holds us together starts to melt, we have a problems. And I think it's up to us as sort of clear thinking, clear eyed conservatives to try to rebuild that foundation that holds us together, faith, freedom, family, service, hard work, grit, and really recommitting to the core basic American uh, deal that everybody's created equal, endowed by their creator with unanimal rights. Among these are life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. And it's really a question about vision and, um, you know, I really don't know what the Democrats' vision is, to be totally honest with you. I mean, I see all the ads, I see what they what they're pushing, um, but I couldn't tell you what it is. I mean, yeah. I know that they want to tax us into oblivion. I know that they're very concerned with late term taxpayer funded uh, funded abortion. I know they want to make well, sure they're they can say that. What, what, what,
1: it's a weird it's a weird thing. You know, almost every problem that you mention here, uh, Mark, is caused by Radical leftist policy changes that have been made in the last decade with Democrat leadership. I mean, this crime surge is, you know, you could have a Republican Commonwealth attorney and you right. could have very good police officers who are dedicated and fair and want to treat everybody nicely. But the Democrats have made it almost impossible to police the bad guys. And so, you know, the average person who just wants to be left alone and raise their family and not really get into a tussle with their neighbors or the government is in a bad place right now. And that's got to be fixed. It seems like you're the last hope for turning that around for the next decade so we don't lose another 10 years.
2: Well, there's no, there's no doubt that the left has, over the last few years here in Virginia, they've tied the hands of our law enforcement and they have demoralized them to an amazing extent. So we need to... Uh, and I think Governor Yunkin has begun this, but we really need to undo a lot of that. We need to make right. sure we not only honor our law enforcement and first responders, but give them the tools they need to actually do their jobs. Everybody left, right and center believes in transparency and accountability. But that's not really the question here. The question is, are we going to do what's necessary to keep our kids and neighborhoods safe or aren't we? Right. That's really what yeah. it comes down to.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, Saturday, I guess, with Governor Yonkin in Chesterfield for the big rally in the afternoon. What, at 5 o'clock on on Saturday? You're going to be there, right?
2: Absolutely. And I'd encourage everybody to come out. And if you're in Chesterfield, um, Clover Hill Library, North Courthouse Library, a bunch of the other libraries, come on out and see us. Get your vote secured. And yeah, come out on Saturday and let's get over the line here.
1: Mark Early Jr. is running for the House of Delegates in the 73rd District, Western Chesterfield, and I appreciate the chance to talk to you always. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Thank you, John. And just for the record, I've invited the Democrats on. They just don't want to come on, it seems. If, and if anybody changes their mind, let me know. And We've got four hours, what, uh, tomorrow and Friday. To try to squeeze Democrats in if they change their mind, I will try to be fair about this. I'm trying to be fair. Nobody is not taking me up on it. Back with more in a moment here on News Radio WRVA.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only
1: at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.